0: It to build a community, that is the quickest way to grow. It does grow. take time, but way. if you're not feeling that love, like maybe There's the blogging traffic. thing is. We need to get traffic. We need to get a lot of traffic. 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 You're not know, getting as many downloads as, as you want, or or you you You're going to make a fraction of the amount of money Richie that you make thousand a month. For me, like it worked because I just kind of outlast. Take the risk of putting yourself out there and be unique right. and be right. unique fact this is I'm not a blog. blog this is a blog. I'm Desiree. What's up? What's up, Nick? Hello, Tanya from Our Next Life. Nick True. I'm I'm Monica Louie, I'm JD Rock, and you're listening. You to- are listening, and you're listening to the Do You Even Blog podcast. Hello, Do You Even Tribe. This is not Pete from Do You Even Blog. This is Mike from Mike'd Blog. I'm currently in my basement, hiding from my sleeping daughter and wife. So, those things aside, I have a great podcast plan for you here today. Pete is under the weather and has graciously offered the platform and the podcast for me to talk to you guys about stress and what we can do to combat stress. Now, you might be thinking this is a podcast about blogging and are you going to help me grow my Pinterest traffic or how about guest posting opportunities and that stuff's all well and good. And when Pete comes back next week, uh, hopefully feeling better, he'll be able to Fill us with tons of knowledge so that we can do a better job of, you know, getting guest posting opportunities and doing all the things that we love to do as bloggers. But my focus today with this podcast is to make sure that we're there in the first place. So what do I mean? So uh, I wrote an article just a little while ago talking about stress and actually the title of it was how not to have a stress-induced heart attack before age 35 now we can get into a little bit more about why i wrote that here in a couple of minutes but it's important and the reason i want to bring it to pete's audience here is because i think that we all can at least from one point of view or another have stress in our lives you know we many of us work nine to five jobs um A lot of us have families, and then sometimes you might be blogging at night or blogging early in the morning, and there's a large narrative out there that will have you believe that it's the best idea to just run, 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 move, 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 and output as much content as possible, make as many connections as you can, and just go, because consistency is key, and we need to just keep pumping out content so that we can keep growing readers so that we can get bigger and larger and influence more people, which I mean, ultimately, that's great, right? We should have a phenomenal message that we want to spread. A lot of us write about personal finance or many other topics, and it's an important message that we write about. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing it. So it's important to grow so that you can get that great message out there. Uh, But as I said just a couple of minutes ago, I've got, you know, the focus that I've been on recently is to make sure that I'm able to put myself out there in the first place you know that i think it's important to to focus on that topic is to make sure that the health is something that we prioritize and something that is made a priority from the jump so uh, just a couple of disclaimers before we get too far into this this is my first podcasting experience so I uh, don't have any interviews under my belt or anything like that and this is a guest hosting opportunity so yeah I'm probably gonna ramble and search for words at times but if you bear with me I think the message is a good one also I'm not a professional podcaster so I don't have a technical mic I'm using my voice recorder on my iPhone but pete at least I'm not in a coffee shop next to a blender so that's got to be positive, right? Pete, also thank you for the opportunity to share this message. I appreciate it. And I hope that the listeners out there, you guys, the one I'm talking to in your earbuds right now, take something from this. So like I said, just above a couple of minutes ago, um, I want to talk to you guys about stress and not just about stress in general, but what are some things that we can do to help alleviate that or to put some practices in place to make sure that it's not consuming our lives because it's something that if you don't pay attention to it can have you know quite a negative effect and it can creep up on you pretty quick. So a little bit about me and uh, why I'm here to talk about this topic and what qualifies me to discuss it. I was an athlete in college so I've had some opportunities to workout quite a bit for a variety of different strength coaches and other people prodding me and teaching me how to do proper techniques and proper workouts and all of that. But more recently in my life and probably a little bit more on topic with what we're going to discuss here today, stress is um, my job situation. So I currently work a nine to five. I am a scientist that works for a large state agency. I have a wife and daughter that I mentioned to you previously, and my wife and I recently bought a dental practice. She's a dentist, and uh, it's something that we decided that we wanted to do a couple of years ago now, so it's been quite an endeavor. I've written a few posts about that on my site, but with that comes not only additional stress for the practice and the employees that we have and the families that we support with that business, but also the patients that we care for and all the other work stress that comes with it working evenings weekends and whatever else is required Uh, on top of that i do blogging obviously with mic'd up blog and then i've even taken on a couple of freelance clients here in the recent future past past yes past that's the right word so yes i stay busy Uh, i have to structure my time appropriately i try to stay as efficient as possible but you know what sometimes that doesn't always lend to the healthiest lifestyle After we bought the practice just a couple of months previous to this recording, that stress all started to catch up with me. Um, You know, something I kind of didn't pay attention to and just let go. After that, kind of, I guess I would call it a breakdown took place. We, my wife and I had a conversation one day. We were sitting in our kitchen uh, upstairs and had a face to face conversation about, you know, the fact that I needed to do something. To improve my health situation, not that I was physically out of shape or anything like that, but mentally uh, it was something that I hadn't paid attention to at all and nothing that I had worked on. So that was a genesis for this article. And finally, after all of my rambling, the point of this podcast and why I'm here today. Uh, the article that I'm talking about, like I said, is how not to have a stress-induced heart attack before age 35. It's already published on my post, and I will ask on my site, excuse me, and I'll ask Pete to share the link in the show notes if you guys would like to read along. But uh, in that article, I tell you a brief story, kind of what I've discussed here on the podcast about how I got to where I was. But then more importantly is uh, 10 points that I talk about. It's what I call how not to have a stress-induced heart attack before 35, my 10-step plan. So I'm going to go through these points and give you a little bit of info for each one of them. And hopefully you guys are able to take something that's useful or something that's helpful out of each one of these. So number one, have a do-later button, do-later in air quotes, and use it. So with all of the stresses that would come while I'm working my nine-to-five, I would have my to-do list constantly building up with things that I needed to do at the practice. And then I'd get home at night and think to myself, well, geez, you know, all these things came up during the day. I I have to knock them out. They've all got to get done tonight. But... Uh, you know, you could see how that would lend itself to not be the healthiest thing in the world to do, especially with all of the tasks that come with running a business and not working at that business during your regular nine to five. So one thing that I realized after this heart to heart convo that I have with my wife is that, you know, not everything is urgent, not everything needs done right now. Uh, you know. Yeah, if payroll needs entered so that your employees can get paid, then obviously that's that's a time-sensitive, urgent matter. But um, if there's an electric bill that's due two weeks from now, it doesn't really need to get done today, does it? No, no, it does not. So let's go ahead, press that do later button, and put that on the task list for tomorrow. Our item number two is actually something that I would never thought that I would hear myself saying, but I actually started meditating um, for 12 minutes each day. And I put 12 minutes each day in because that's what I was doing at the time that I wrote the post. But, um, you know, there's a variety of different research out there that shows that, you know, seven minutes is good. Five minutes is good. Ten minutes is good. Half hour. It just really kind of depends on where it's coming from. But. I think the importance and a lot of the articles will say the same is is not necessarily how long per day that you do this meditation it's how long over the course of days weeks or months that you do it the research has shown that you can actually change cognitive pathways in your brain and it lends to increased relaxation, um, more mindfulness. It gives you the ability to kind of detach from a situation and see a bigger picture. Uh, you know, I know that when stress was high for me and I was trying to deal with all of those inputs all at the same time, that um, it was tough to step back and see the bigger picture just because the noise was so high. So I had somebody close to me put it to me like this. It's that, you know, if water... Oh, this is embarrassing. I'm a scientist. I can't remember on the spot at what temperature water boils, but let's just say hypothetically it's 100 degrees. Um, And this individual told me, you know, if normally you're at 20 degrees, then it would take quite a bit of input and stressors to get you up to that boiling point. But if your regular activity level uh, and stress level has you hovering right around that 80 degree mark, it doesn't take a lot to throw you over the top. So, um, you know, meditation is something that I've used recently that has really helped kind of lower that that, you know, resting temperature, I guess you would say, and keep me away from the boiling point, which I have here in the post at 212 degrees Fahrenheit. So there's that. Um, I have some great resources about if you are afraid of the word meditation, which I was admittedly, um, as a jock and somebody that was like, nah, meditation, that's not for me. That's for other people, you know, on the West coast, that's what they do. But let me tell you, it's something that I've tried and I'm really glad that I did. Point number three that I have is exercise regularly. And a lot of people talk about this and the benefits of exercise and those cannot be overstated exercise has so many tremendous benefits and you know I've worked with a couple of people in the past that uh, come from a variety of different backgrounds when it comes with exercise when it deals with exercise so you know if you hear the word exercise don't think that it means you know an hour long sweat session has you you know, crawling out of the gym because you busted your butt it doesn't necessarily mean that it might just mean going and taking a walk for 10 minutes or like literally doing 10 push-ups i mean there are some workouts that i do that last five minutes so you know don't be intimidated by the word or you know the fact that exercise has to be a certain thing it can be whatever you want it to be just as long as you're active and, and moving around and getting the blood flowing so Step number four for me, and something that I have really noticed a difference with, is to, to sleep more than six and a half hours every night. Now, for you, that might be a different number as far as number of hours, but for me, I've kind of found out that that's my sweet spot. If I go for six hours or less at night, then tomorrow is not gonna, not going to be a good day for the people that hang out around me or for myself. It's, you know, like, crabby and irritable and easy to get under my skin, which is not something I pride myself on, on being, you know, with having a bunch of different functions during the day and then blogging at night, you know, I've got a lot of stuff going on. And frankly, I have a lot of, you know, business conversations quite often throughout the day. So it's, you know, important for me to have a good positive attitude and and to be productive uh, during those hours that I am awake. So, Found out that actually focusing on prioritizing my sleep has really helped out in the days, you know, as we go through the week. So something that I do to make sure that this happens, and I'm, I'm kind of fighting up against this right now, is to make sure I get to bed by a certain time period. But uh, I'm here recording the podcast, and we're coming close to that time period, so I'll see how we do here. Step number five is to delegate. And I know you might be thinking to yourself that, you know, I don't run a business. If you don't run a business, I'm not sure who you are. So I guess I shouldn't assume. But if you don't run a business or don't have other people that you can delegate to, it, it you can still utilize this tactic, I guess. Um, you know, if you're a member of a family and, you know, there's some household chore that needs done, you know, you can ask your wife to take care of it or your husband or your spouse or whoever. Um, if you have kids, you know, you can ask them to to help you out with those sorts of things. It's not necessarily delegating tasks to employees or, uh, you know, anybody specific, but just to take something off of your plate, something that somebody else can handle for you that, you know, you can trust them to get it done. It, it really helps to clear that mental space in your mind. Number six on my list here is, is to be in the moment. One thing that I found out that after I started meditating and really working on getting stress kind of out of my life, actually being present in the moment is something that I have much, I guess, greater ease doing nowadays than I used to in the past. So, and I get so much value out of it too. You know, we've got the young daughter that I mentioned a couple of times already. And as opposed to coming home from work and constantly checking emails or answering phone calls or texting people for whatever task I have going on, you know, just to put the phone down. Uh, and actually I've got a policy that I kind of put in place for myself, you know, for the first hour and a half, two hours that I get home after work. It's not business time, it's not blog time, it's it's family time. So I put the actually put the phone face down and kind of a corner of our uh kitchen and just kind of ignore it for a couple of hours and you know if there's anything that can't be ignored for a couple of hours i guess they would call my wife and get a hold of me that way number seven is to care less but don't be careless so uh, that might sound kind of i guess nebulous but if you can kind of think about it and conceptualize it i think it it makes a good point is that not everything is the most important thing in the world So, you know, there would be fires that would come out throughout the day with our family business and I would be at my nine to five. And, you know, frankly, there's not a lot that I could do to deal with those things. If I've got a big project I'm working on or actually just regular work. So, you know, I had to trust in my team and the fact that like these guys can take care of a lot of these situations. And you know what, if they can't, then it's something that I can deal with, you know, once I have the ability to do so, once I have some free time. You know, not every fire is a sky is falling situation. Yes, things are important and things matter, uh, and you should take them seriously. But you know, take a step back and just chill out a little bit. You know, not everything is is hypercritical. Step number eight: get a checkup. So I know for me personally, when the stress mounted for months after months after months, I kind of had this feeling in the back of my head that you know this is not the healthiest thing in the world for me. Um, I don't know if something's going on or if something is not going on, but the fact that I went, you know, scheduled a regular physical and just took a visit to the doctor, got blood work done and asked questions and just kind of got a baseline for where I was. It gave me some good peace of mind to see that, you know, Hey, yeah, it's been kind of a stressful time and it hasn't been the healthiest thing in the world, but to to get that checkup and to get the numbers back get reinforcement positively from the doctor it really can go a long way in terms of peace of mind point number nine and something that we have tried out and admittedly don't use it all the time but uh, it has been helpful for us in the past is slow paced saturdays so <clears throat> what we kind of do and I, I talk about it in the post is no plan really you know like a lot of people like to structure weekends and you know, we're going to the zoo for this or splash pad for that or we're gonna go take a hike or you know, whatever. On those slow pace Saturdays we'll just wake up when we wake up, which is probably five forty five, because my daughter will yell, Daddy, I'm all done sleeping and then I'm like, Okay, well let's get up but it's not structured, it's just kind of relaxed and we go where the day takes us and it's been kind of refreshing, you know, in a life that's dominated by to-do items and uh, people that need emails returned and all those things to just kind of relax, not have a plan and and go with the day. Um, it's it's definitely something, we like I said, we've tried it in the past a few times and it's always one of those things when we go into it, it's like, man, I wonder what we're going to do for the day. But then at the end of the day, you look back and it's like, man, I had a great time. This was a ton of fun. So that has been a consensus in our household anyhow. And then tip number 10 that I have put in place for me is I use Todoist. It's an app, uh, kind of like a to-do app, I guess, that I actually got from the Choose F.I. podcast, guys. And Pete, I'm sorry, I don't know if it's cool for me to reference other podcasts or not, but um, you can cut this out if you'd like. But the app has been awesome and it's done wonders and they said the same thing on their podcast and i was like yeah sure it's a to-do list i mean how how incredible can it really be but once i got into this using this thing and um you know the features that it has and the customization that's available it really has changed the way that i do to-do lists um and it's helped me instead of just having long pieces of paper with things crossed out and then okay it's time i gotta rewrite all this stuff onto a new piece of paper or just a google calendar that just gets crazy confusing um this visually is is much nicer and keeps things really well organized so it's been great i love it so that is that's my post that's my podcast You know, Pete, I really appreciate the opportunity to share this message with the listeners. I hope that you guys were able to get through my rambling, and hopefully the audio quality was decent enough for you to get something out of this. Um, If you would like to reach out to me, talk about this topic, or any of the hundred other things that I write about, Pete, I don't niche down very well. Um, Please don't hesitate to head over to my site, reach out to me. Uh, You can send me an email. It's miked up blog at gmail.com and i'll ask pete to put that in the show notes if he would be so kind so thanks all for listening pete hope you feel better soon talk to you guys later